All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Doc Sportscast again today. So we're going to be discussing some various topics going on out there. Uh, obviously, we have the preseason uh, starting up uh, tomorrow, actually, with uh, you know some basically Thursday night football, uh, but preseason action that will be getting there. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll talk about some uh, issues going on with NFL vaccinations right now, mainly Lamar Jackson that we'll talk about. And... Uh, touch a little bit on the NBA as well. I know in our recent um, you know, podcast episode when we talked about the NBA, we talked about free agency. We did not include the Russell Westbrook uh, Russell Westbrook um, changes to uh, go into LA. So we will touch on that, give some of our thoughts on it as well. Uh, yeah, but with that being said, uh, let's get right into it here. So uh, first off, NFL players for uh, vaccinations. So uh, the big big thing we're going to be talking about here is mainly Lamar Jackson, okay? So uh, Lamar Jackson, you know, people say, why get vaccinated if you can still get COVID, okay? And I've had multiple people, you know, ask me that question, like, why is the NFL wanting players to get vaccinated? Why is it such a big deal if they can go ahead and get COVID anyway, okay? Here's the thing, guys. It's There is a overabundance of people out there who are susceptible to false information uh to weak information and uh, essentially you have today in the world uh in the news things like that people are very susceptible to things they read on social media things they read that are not actual qualified news okay there's nothing backing this and so that's the challenge i think we're finding with a lot of this information you know this has been going on for politics for a very long time over the last few elections and things i mean this has been a big thing where there are people that are very susceptible to what they read on social media things that they read from people who are not experts look the cdc is a group of experts they are people with phds they're educated they've been doing this for 20 plus years in their life physicians, doctors out there are all sitting there saying, this is something you should get. It is in your best interest to do it. So for those of you who want to sit at home, think that you are, you know, <laughs> smarter than the system. Uh, I heard Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith on first take talking about things like this today. And and Max Kellerman, I'm going to recite what he said. For those of you who think that you can get a leg up and you can just, you know, look through the deceit of all these experts out there, you're wrong because you are. Essentially, what you're doing is you're setting yourself up to put yourself in a bad situation. OK, um, and, and that's the challenge that we see here. People are saying, oh, well, you can get the vaccine anyway. Yes, you can, but that doesn't mean that it is not impacting you. It doesn't mean it's not effective to you. So when people say, why is the NFL making players get vaccinated? It's because the NFL is a business, and the NFL needs these players to be able to play. And even if you do get the virus, you're going to be out less time, and you're less likely to be contagious over a longer period of time if you have the vaccine. So therein lies the reasoning for doing it. Therein lies the business purpose. Therein lies the reason that players should want to do this, uh, you know, if not for themselves, but even just for their teammates, their family and friends around them. It's something that they should do. Um, so Lamar Jackson, for those of you who don't know, he tested positive for COVID-19 for the second time. Uh, he did miss uh, 10 days here of practice recently. He missed a game last year uh, for, for getting COVID. And at some point, you know, you got to be like, okay, well, I, I need to get, I need to get the vaccine for this thing. Cause it's, it's knocking me out. Right. So they, they interviewed him, everything. And he said, you know what, I'll, I'll take my time. I'll, I'll, you know, talk to our doctors. I'll see what they have to say. I'll, I'll get educated on it. And, uh, yeah, I'll, 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 you know, we'll see what happens. 
here's the problem I have with that, guys. When guys like Lamar Jackson sit there and say, oh, I want to get educated on this, you can get educated on this in 10 minutes sitting in a room with the team physicians. If you want to talk to the team physicians and you want to ask them what to do, they're going to tell you to get the stupid vaccine. So why in the heck are you going to sit there and say, oh, let me wait and talk to the team doctors? The team doctors are going to tell you you should get the vaccine. That's that, It's completely pointless for him to say that. What he is really wanting to do is just sit there and not get it for absolutely ridiculous, ludicrous reasons, okay? There are people out there that have all the misconceptions of this because of social media and fake news that is out there because they are susceptible to this. They're, they're okay with listening to this. When the CDC has nothing in it for themselves to tell people that this is something that is safe and you should do it, you should listen, okay? So what he's wanting to do when he says, oh, I want to educate myself on this, he's not going to educate himself on this. He's not going to talk to the doctor. He's not going to sit in there for 10 minutes. He's not going to look up an article and read it. He does, He's not going to do that. Trust me. I've heard the guy talk. Like, the guy's not going to sit there and read articles. Trust me. I'll tell you about that all day. He's not going to do that, okay? There's a lot of, there's a lot of reasons that he doesn't make a, real, a lot of great reads and things from a quarterback passing standpoint. He can't really review tape and things like that either, okay? Like, yeah, I know he went to the University of Louisville. They don't have a horrible education system there, but I'd love to know how he kind of passed a lot of his courses there, okay? Like, yeah, the guy's a great athlete. He's an amazing athlete. He knows what to do on the football field. He He's a smart runner and things like that on the football field, but come on. Come on. Who is not educated enough on the COVID vaccine right now? And if you are and you haven't gotten the vaccine, you're probably listening to a lot of fake news. And if you're susceptible to that, I'm sorry for you. I'm really sorry for you. But he's going to sit there and he's going to look up things on social media. He's going to listen to what all his friends and buddies tell him to do. Uh, you know, people on social media tell him to do. And he's, he's not going to listen to the real people, the people that are experts, the people that actually know what they're doing. They're knowledgeable. They're educated on this. That's who you should be listening to. And if you do listen to them, you're going to get the vaccine. It's ridiculous. Um, so getting the vaccine le- makes you less likely to get COVID. And if you get it, you get you get over it and are less contagious quicker when you if you do in fact get it okay this is something that he definitely should do in case he does get it again he should definitely do this because it's going to help him and his team that much more as a business the nfl needs players healthy and playing so yes if the nfl can sit there and say hey less guys are less likely to be contagious in a shorter period of time guys are able to come back and play in a quicker amount of time if they have the vaccine of course they're going to tell players to get the vaccine. Of course they want them to get the vaccine. That's the reason they're doing it. Because from a business standpoint, they want those players out there playing on the field. That's what puts money in their pockets. Okay. If I was a Ravens lineman, I'd be requesting not to play. Because I know that my quarterback isn't vaccinated. I know that he's more likely to be contagious and to spread this. You know, More likely than people who are vaccinated. And I'm not going to want to play for him because I'm supposed to be protecting him. That's what that's what offensive linemen do. They protect their quarterback. Their quarterback's not protecting them right now. So why should they turn around and protect him? I, I'm just saying, if I was an offensive lineman, I'd be seriously thinking about that because there's something to say for someone who doesn't think past themselves and think to their teammates and things like that in the NFL. There's something to be said about those people. I get you may be getting false information, things like that, but if you're a professional, you're going to do your due diligence. You're actually going to take your time to figure this out and understand this is the best thing to do. Okay, So Jack Lamar Jackson makes everyone on the Baltimore Ravens at higher risk of getting COVID-19. 
whether they're vaccinated or not, he makes everyone at a higher risk. So, yeah, I would be upset with the guy if I was them. And so far, nothing like that has been said. Nothing like that's come out. But if I was an offensive lineman, I'd be second-guessing that quarterback right there. I really would. You know, players had the right to opt out of the season. They had the right to opt out. And Lamar Jackson, just like many players in the NFL, decided not to opt out of the season because of COVID-19. If you're choosing to not opt out of the season, you're sitting there basically saying, I am okay with, you know, going out there playing. I'm going to opt in and play. So if you're scared about the vaccine, you're worried about the vaccine and all this crap, you should have opted out of the season because now you're at a potential to hurt your teammates and especially hurt them even more because of the fact that you're not getting vaccinated. I just don't understand this, guys. It's selfish to me. It's very selfish to not be vaccinated, to say, oh, I'm going to play because I need to get my money, but I want to get my money and still have a chance to really hurt my team if I have to miss games, okay? I just don't understand that. I really don't. I really just don't get it. Now, you know, the NFL, if I was the NFL, I would look at policies of, you know, hey, if a guy gets COVID-19, he misses a game, why don't they look at that player and say, hey, if this person is not vaccinated and they get COVID-19 and they have to miss a game for COVID-19, they're the ones losing money. No one else does. Not even if the team has to forfeit. Not even if the game is forfeited or anything like that. If a player misses a game because he got COVID-19 and he is not vaccinated, he will not get paid that game. I don't see anything wrong with that. People get frustrated. People get upset with that. But here's the reality of it, guys. He's sitting there making a decision, knowing the risks, knowing the risks that I'm not going to get vaccinated. I know I'm at a higher chance to get COVID-19. I know that I am at a higher chance to get my teammates sick, to get myself sick, and for us to be down in games possibly because I'm not available because of COVID-19. I'm okay with taking that risk. If he's okay with that, then he should be okay with taking that money out of his pocket as well. That's something the NFL should put in place. If they do that, Maybe these guys will, will end up you know, getting the vaccine a little bit quicker. Maybe they'll end up doing that. Because right now, yes, it went up a little bit when there was a threat of a, a forfeit and, and, and guys missing out on money. But what if you do something where it's not even a forfeit basis? A guy misses games, he's not vaccinated, and it's because of COVID. Take money out of his pocket. I bet you you're going to get at least another 20, 30 players getting vaccinated overnight if you, see, if you do something like that. Lamar Jackson might be one of those. So... I, I just don't understand it, guys. I really don't. There are people out there that have all these conspiracies, you know, from social media and things like that. They actually read this stuff and they actually believe it. I don't. I don't understand why the culture believes that type of stuff. Um, you know, these people are doing this to to get healthy. These people are doing this because they want you healthy. The experts are saying this because they want you healthy. Okay, people who are vaccinated, players who are vaccinated, people who are vaccinated, they want people to get vaccinated. Because they want them healthy. They want them safe. That's the reason why they do it. Okay? Yes, if you have you have the vaccine, you can still get it. But it's going to be less damaging on you. So, yeah, I know that if I get it, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to die from it. I've, you know, I've, I've gotten the vaccine myself personally. And, you know, I, if I get it, I know that it's going to be, it's not going to be as hard on me as someone else. So, that makes me feel more comfortable. So, if somebody around me doesn't get vaccinated, like, yeah, like, I, I hate it for them because they're at a higher risk of, of getting it and possibly being uh, in, in a more severe situation from it. 
And I worry about that for people. So that's that's the thing, guys. Like, you know, do you really just need to listen to the experts here? Uh, pay attention to what they say. There's so much fake news out there. There's so much things people say on social media. They don't really listen and look at the experts. Listen to what doctors are saying. Listen to what people in the hospital are saying. Just because someone got vaccinated and then they got COVID in, their ho- in the hospital because of COVID doesn't mean the vaccine didn't work. They'd probably be dead if they didn't get vaccinated. So, like, you just got to you gotta understand, everybody's different, everybody's situation's different, but if all the medical professionals are out there sitting there telling you, you need to get this, I don't understand. I don't understand why we're not. Um, whatever. Anyway, you know, I, like, like I said, there's, there's, I think there's a lot of issues with that. If I was, you know, Lamar Jackson's teammates, I would, I would definitely be on him about this. Um, if I was a team doctors, I would be letting the press know and letting the media know what you told him uh, that he should do. I would let I would let them know what you advised him to do, so that everybody knows that no, this isn't about education. It's not about any of this stuff. It's just about him being stubborn and listening to the wrong people. And I, I think that will help people to understand kind of what person and player that Lamar Jackson is. Um, from a fantasy standpoint, just real quick, guys. It definitely concerns me. If I'm sitting there doing a fantasy draft and I'm thinking about taking Lamar Jackson at number three at quarterback, you know what? I'm probably going to look at a Kyler Murray. I'm probably going to look at a Russell Wilson. I'm going to look at a bunch of these other guys over Lamar Jackson because you know what? He could be out two or three games of the season because he might get COVID a couple times during it because he clearly shows he doesn't care. He clearly shows he's not taking the best precautions. It's a very, very low percentage of players out there that get COVID once and twice that he's got it. That's just telling me he's doing some boneheaded things. He's not paying attention, and and that that really concerns me out there. So, moving on from Lamar Jackson, that was the big thing I think we wanted to touch on that that came out today. Um, but there is some other things we want to talk about. There's no trust in the NFL anymore or sports in general. And the big thing we want to talk about here, and and we we've thought we've talked about this a little bit on the podcast previous times uh, but Stephen A. Smith brought it up today in the Michael Thomas situation and I don't think he highlighted it enough and I really think we should talk about this more because again we've talked about it here on the podcast and and now I think other people are starting to see this too Michael Thomas his issues are ridiculous right now it's no different than a holdout really you know he's sitting there and he's getting his surgery later in time he's sitting there posting bad things on social media about the team you know and and you know it's subtle enough where some people won't read into it but it He's, he's sitting there talking bad about the team. And, guys, it, it's ridiculous. It's childish. It's really childish. Here's the thing. Michael Thomas is probably upset. There's a cornerback from the Saints that just announced retirement today as well. I mean, clearly, there's guys who know, hey, we're probably not going to be in a good winning situation with Super Bowl this year. You know, I, I don't really feel good about the season. You got a guy that retired early for that, and you got Michael Thomas who's sitting there, you know, getting his his surgery late in the season because he probably doesn't care to play because he knows this team might might not be Super Bowl contenders again like they have been. Okay, it's it's absolutely sad and it's ridiculous to me. This guy had four months, four months from when the season was over for them in January until June, and he ends up going and getting the surgery done in June. What were you doing for four months? Seriously, Stephen A. Smith asked that same question today, and I've been thinking that same friggin' thing. What have you been doing for four months that kept you from going and getting the surgery? I don't understand that. I really don't. There was no issue with going and getting it. You should have went and done it, and he did not. And so, yeah, I have a problem with him as well when it comes to doing that and getting it done. Clearly, he's thrown in the towel for this season. He's clearly not super happy with them, and a lot of people are like, okay, are they going to get a divorce? Is he going to be leaving the team and going somewhere else? 
it's so sad, guys, because there's no trust in the NFL anymore. Teams trust players when they send them a contract, right? Teams trusted Ezekiel Elliott when they signed him as a rookie. They trusted Ezekiel Elliott when he came in the league. They trust all these rookies when they come in the league. Melvin Gordon was trusted by the Chargers. Like, all these guys get trusted. Le'Veon Bell was trusted by the Pittsburgh Steelers. And you know what? That trust was unfounded. And that trust was ridiculous because these players think, oh, just because I'm so good, I'm going to get my money. I deserve it. You deserve to pay me more. Oh, well, I'm not the highest paid running back anymore. Can you know why? Because every year that person changes. So if you're the highest paid running back this year, you're not going to be next year. You can't sit and whine and cry like a baby about it. That's just what it is. That's what we live in because all these guys get overpaid every year anyway. It's absolutely absurd that these guys are sitting there complaining and stuff the way they do because these teams show faith in them. These teams trust them. And when you sign a contract, contracts don't mean anything in these more, anymore. Why do players even sign contracts? Like, why does the NFL make them sign contracts? It doesn't mean anything to the players. Oh, if I'm not happy, I'm going to just hold out. I'm just not going to play. Contracts are legally binding documents. They're commitments. They're promises. And players don't care about any of these promises. They don't care about any commitments anymore. Players are not committed. Okay? I guarantee you that the divorce rate amongst NFL and professional athletes is so much higher than it ever used to be because these guys don't make commitments they don't understand commitments they don't care to adhere to them they just don't there's no there's no respect for that and a part of being a professional is that like i work in a world that everything's based on contracts and documents and you fulfill your contract you fulfill your oath that you took in your partnership and things like that these are business partnerships these guys don't understand that it is a business. This is not just about you and your money. This is about a city, a team, an organization. Okay? It's not just about you. And when these guys go sign a deal, it's a rookie deal, I don't care. I don't care if you got one year left and you want a big contract. Go out there and play on the field. You signed a contract when you came in the league. If you weren't okay... With playing three years for that team, regardless of what's going on around you for that team, don't sign the rookie contract. Seriously, I have no issues with a rookie that doesn't want to sign a contract. I have no issues with a rookie that holds out. I got issues with a guy who holds out on a team after he signed a contract. Because that's ridiculous, guys. The world is the world is based and set around contracts. They're set around legally binding agreements and documents. And these players do not want to adhere to it. It's childish. It's immature. You can't do this. Like, it's just ridiculous to me. So you got a guy like Michael Thomas. He signed a five-year extension a couple years ago. And guess what? He signed it knowing what was going on. Drew Brees was ready for retirement a couple years ago, and he hung on for two years. Okay? Michael Thomas knew most of the years of that contract extension was not going to have Drew Brees be a part of it. So I don't care. If Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston aren't the quarterbacks that you thought you were going to have when it came to this point, you knew it wasn't going to be Drew Brees. And because of that, you had no idea who it was going to be. That's what these guys have to understand. When you sign a contract, you sign that contract for what's going on in front of you. You sign that contract for things down the road. Now, yeah, you can come out and request a trade. I don't have an issue with that. You can request a trade if something changes personally or you're 
or you know you're you want to be on a more competitive team whatever you thought you'd be more competitive and you're not i get that i understand it you know deshaun watson before everything happened with him i get him wanting out of houston because houston doesn't care houston doesn't try and make a good team houston doesn't try and win super bowls they just want to try and make some money off the fans that actually care about houston until the fans get fed up with the ownership because the ownership's not doing anything with the team i get it okay so i understand you going out and saying i want to trade and that team should try and do its due diligence and, and trade you somewhere if you're not that happy. But the other thing is, if the team has done everything it needs to do, they don't need to trade you. Look at what they did with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Seriously, that was a great scenario for an organization. Understanding, look, look, bub, you signed a deal. You signed a deal. You're committed to us. We're not going to let you go. Why would we do that? You signed an agreement, a legally binding document. You're going to play for us. And at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers really had no leverage because that's how it works, guys. That's what a contract is for, okay? It is a promise, a commitment, a security to each other. And so Aaron Rodgers came back. And guess what? I would have had no issues with Aaron Rodgers wanting to hold out. I would have had no issues with Aaron Rodgers wanting to go somewhere else if Green Bay had done nothing for him. If Green Bay had done nothing right with him. But here's the thing, guys. They've been Super Bowl contenders. They've been Super Bowl contenders. Every year they've had chances to make, to have a great team. They had a great defense last year. They made great situational moves. Yes, at the end of the game, yeah, they messed up at the postseason. They messed up. They had a couple games there where they didn't do the right things. They didn't make the right calls. They didn't let Aaron Rodgers run the game and manage the game. I get that. But <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me that you're going to sit there and you're going to get all flustered and upset over a team that is a playoffs team. You're going to the postseason. You're Super Bowl contender. You have no right to want to hold out. You have no right to want to leave that team. Because you signed a contract to commit to them. And they've clearly done a good freaking job because you're in the postseason. Okay? I got a different standard for guys who want to hold out on a team that's going to the playoffs every year or every other year or they're competitive every year, I, I, I got an issue with that. Because what did you expect? Would you rather be on the, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars who are always garbage and if they have one magical run for a year, they blow up the team? Like, would you rather be on the Houston Texans who never know what to do with talent? Like, seriously, think about how bad it could be. You sign an agreement, you're competitive, you have a chance to go to the postseason, play postseason. You guys need to understand, like, this is great. It's really great, and there's many players who never get a chance to do that. Michael Thomas, for one thing, I will tell you, he's not that great of a receiver. If you look at it, Drew Brees, everybody playing Drew Brees knew on defense, you don't double cover a wide receiver. You don't triple cover a wide receiver because he will eat you up. He will pick you apart. Okay? It's the same thing Peyton Manning used to do. You try to double up on somebody, he would pick you apart. Okay, You had to go man-on-man, -man, one one-on-one, then you had to take guys, and you had to try and shut them down. You had to do the best you could. Same thing with Drew Brees. Michael Thomas didn't get double-covered all the time. He didn't get triple-covered all the time. Okay, Look at his highlights. Look at the things you see on ESPN when they talk about him and stuff like that. It's wide-open plays. It's one-on-one -on -one plays where he's making plays. He's not sitting there doing things Julio Jones was doing when he was double, triple covered all the time. 
He's not doing things Randy Moss did. Like he's not doing things Terrell Owens did. Like he's not doing that. If he goes to another team, I'll tell you right now, he's not gonna he's not gonna play amazing. But I tell you one thing that would be great, and we'll end it on this. If Aaron Rodgers is calling all the shots now in Green Bay, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers need to make a call to the New Orleans Saints and say, hey, that Michael Thomas kid, I want him down here. I want him up here in Green Bay. How about we get him up here to play with us? If he's making all the calls, I'm sure they can make that happen because Sean Payton's definitely not happy with Michael Thomas right now. And I think that would be a really good pickup for the Green Bay Packers too. So with that being said, we'll, we'll jump off that horse right there. Um, talk a little bit about the NBA here, and then we'll highlight a little bit for the NFL preseason coming up. Uh, so the Lakers added Russell Westbrook. And what? Like, let's stop overreacting, guys. Let's stop overreacting with that. that. That's my main point when it comes to this. I didn't talk about it in the last free agency because I did want to cover this a little bit more. I mean, it's Russell Westbrook. I get it. He's a freak athlete. He's a, he's a great NBA player. But I tell you, it doesn't help this team. It doesn't help this team. If they would have got Dennis Schroeder and one other guy to come back, that package would have been a heck of a lot better than what you're going to get out of just Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook's got shooting problems as it is, okay? He's got decision-making problems as it is, okay? I, I, I don't see this helping that team all that much to get them over a hump to win a title, especially in the West, okay? In the West, you... you they're not going to be able to do it, guys. I'm just telling you right now, I would look for them to maybe, maybe make it to the second round. Maybe make it to the second round of the playoffs. Other than that, I don't know. Anthony Davis can't stay healthy. He's too weak and scared to play in the paint like he needs to. So they have no real big man inside still. Um, you know, they, 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 they got a couple guys that, that can go in there and do some things, you know, the Gasol and stuff like that. But, the, I mean, those guys are all aged. Every one of them's aged. And they signed Carmelo. Guys, what are we talking about here? Carmelo's not a superstar. He ain't been a superstar, okay? He hasn't been. So, yeah, he might go there. He might play well. He might have rejuvenation in him to go play well with LeBron. whoop do? doo I don't care. It's not a huge thing. I, I don't think this is going to make or break them. Um, they still need some more shooting out there, some consistent perimeter shooting. Malik Monk is a shooter, but he is a streaky shooter, okay? I like what they did with Kendrick Nunn. I really do. But, man, I think a lot of chips got to fall their way. For them to be competitive next year, uh, from the standpoint of winning like an NBA Finals, which is what they want to do, I just don't see it coming my way. We will see as things keep going uh, throughout the off season, but right now, that's kind of where we're focused with it. Okay, so NFL preseason, <clears throat> we will highlight this um, a little bit. So you got the Eagles and Steelers coming up on Thursday, uh, Friday. Uh, we're going to talk about yeah the rest of the weekend and kind of what you can look for. But these two games, man, this is going to be very exciting for New England. We got to see what Mac Jones does. We got to see how much playing time he gets, see what he does out there. I think this guy could go out there and really light it up and put some real pressure, real pressure on Cam Newton, okay? And if he doesn't, it's probably going to be because Bill Belichick may not want him to play and put pressure on Cam Newton because Bill Belichick has a man crush on Cam Newton. We all see it. We all know it right now. Like, that's just how it is. So um, I, he may not play Mac Jones. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't, but I think the fans would be very upset. So I, I'm pretty sure he's going to. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't, but I'm pretty sure Mac Jones is going to play. We'll see what he does. I think he will come out there and play really, really well in this. Uh, for Washington, man, I want to see what Heineke can do. Um, 
I, I think he played really well in the postseason last year. But, man, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is your guy going into the season. He's going to do great things for y'all. Um, and I, I really think that that's going to be just a great standout there. Uh, ultimately, I don't see the defense playing all that much, you know, playing a few few snaps here and there. Uh, look for New England to probably win the preseason game because uh, their backup quarterbacks coming in uh, will will be being playing better. You know, even even Brian Hoyer, you know, he's a guy that's experienced veteran, things like that. So I, I think that New England will get the edge in that matchup because I think Washington is not going to play all their starters uh, right away in this preseason game. Uh, they might play a few here and there. But I don't think it's going to be for a long enough span for them to, you know, get uh, two or three scores out there. And then looking at the Eagles and the Steelers, man, this one is very interesting because Jalen Hurts is actually going to start and he's going to play some reps in his preseason game. I'll tell you guys, if I'm the Eagles, I am not going to do that. What did you just do? You got rid of a quarterback who led you to an amazing record the year that you won the Super Bowl. Okay, yeah, I get it. He wasn't the guy that won the Super Bowl for you. That was Nick Foles. But... He was injured. He got injured. And then what happened after that? He got injured again. Okay? You've had injury issues with quarterbacks. And what are you doing? You're going to sit there and play this guy in the first preseason game when nobody else is playing their starters? Like, you know, the Hall of Fame game. Starters didn't touch the field at all. The Steelers, they're not playing Ben Roethlisberger. They're not playing Big Ben. They're going to start out with Mason Rudolph. And then you got Dwayne Haskins, and then you got Jack. Uh, then you got Dobbs. Okay? So here's the thing. I'll tell you guys right now. If I'm looking at that, um, I'm going to go with the Eagles to win that game because I think that uh, I, I think that the Steelers, I think uh, Coach Tomlin, uh, does want to see Dwayne Haskins do well, and I think that Dobbs is not going to get as much of a shot to really do as much as he did in the in the Hall of Fame game. I think Dwayne Haskins will get more time out there, and that tells me there's going to be some turnovers. And when that happens. I think the Eagles take advantage of it. Plus, Jalen Hurts and the starting unit is going to be out there uh, quite a bit in the beginning of that game. So they'll probably get a score, maybe two, um, you know, within the first half. And and that's probably all you need to really take this. Uh, I still think the Steelers are going to rest some other some of their other players, rest their defense, things like that. Uh, I don't see them playing a lot of their wide receivers and things, especially just in this first one. I, I mean, I wouldn't risk it if I was them. I know they're going to play Najee Harris. They, they want him out there. They want the fans to get excited and pumped up about him. Um, want teams to look at him and think of him as a, as a weapon going into the season so they have to change some game tape so we'll see how that goes but uh, again I think uh, Eagles New England uh, for the preseason games on Thursday and we'll see how the rest of it goes uh, but yeah with that being said uh, Roar and I will wrap things up for you guys uh, today and uh, yeah we will look forward to hearing from you uh, well you, you can look forward to hearing from us on Friday when we talk about the upcoming uh, preseason week one for all the rest of the teams we'll give some gems there to kind of look for uh, with that so, yeah, with that being said, thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it. You have a Facebook email below. Uh, please feel free to reach out. Let us know what we can do to make things a little more entertaining for everybody out there. And like, share, and subscribe. Really appreciate all the support. Thank you guys so much. Talk to you Friday.